What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Senator Debbie Stabenow says that she will not run for re-election when her fourth term ends in 2025. Stabenow tells the Detroit News her decision came after the November election results and seeing the energy from young voters. University of Michigan public policy and political science professor Jenna Bednar says it's good news for Democrats and Republicans. She opened that announcement with, by talking about the deep talent in the state in the Democratic Party. And I think everybody is seeing that. I mean, there's a, a number of, of people you could imagine throwing their hat in the ring. Bednar says possible Democratic candidates include Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin. She's not sure about the Republicans saying they need to reorganize in Michigan and decide what they want to be. Retired Congressman Fred Upton says his name has been floated as a potential candidate for U.S. House Speaker. Buddy adds there's not been any serious conversations about it. Upton says the government is shut down as the U.S. House continues to vote on its next leader with a slight Republican majority. Congressman Kevin McCarthy has had nine votes now for House Speaker and has not gathered enough support in any of them. The House Speaker does not need to be a member of Congress. Mac Elliott has been reelected as the chair of the Berrien County Board of Commissioners. At the body's organizational meeting today, Commissioner Mamie Yarborough nominated Elliott for the position. The board vote was unanimous. Thank you, clerk. We have 10 yeas and no nays, and I'm going to hand the gavel over to our new chairperson. <laughs> elected as the vice chair was Commissioner Terry Freeling. Commissioners also approved committee assignments. They will remain the same, only with Commissioner Rayante Bell placed on finance, Alex Ott placed on administration, and Chokwe Pitchford placed on personnel. Ott and Pitchford are the new additions to the county commission this year. Ott is from Bridgman, while Pitchford is from Benton Harbor. Lake Michigan College will honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. starting next Saturday with its annual MLK Celebration Week 2023. The college tells us the theme this year is Keep Moving Forward, inspired by King's speech, Keep Moving From This Mountain, delivered April 10th of 1960, in an address at Spelman College in Atlanta. This year marks the return of the MLK celebration and community breakfast on Monday, January 16th, the Grand Upton Hall at LMC's Mendel Center. That's when the announcement of the Spirit of MLK Spotlight recipients will be made, shining a light on an individual organization or student to embody MLK's spirit of brotherhood. MLK Week will feature events each day, including the United Way of Southwest Michigan 10-Day Equity Challenge, Volunteer opportunities, panel discussions, and several story times. The events are open to the public, and we'll have a link to all of them at our website. Michigan's lakes and rivers are now well-stocked with fish for the next fishing season, thanks to the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. A DNR Fish Production Program Manager Ed Eich tells us the fall fish stocking program placed more than 624,000 fish in waters around the state. 
The state's been stocking fish since the 1800s, and Ice says the sport of fishing would be quite different without the program. They'd be nothing like they are now, no. They certainly did still exist. Michigan's got a lot of quality uh, water, and there's a lot of self-sustained fisheries, but species like steelhead and the salmon programs wouldn't exist, I mean, without without fish stocking. So much of the fishing, the recreational fishing that happens in Michigan is as a result of the fish stocking program. The state operates several fish hatcheries, including Wolf Lake Fish Hatchery in Matawan. That hatchery stocked more than 150,000 fall fingerling steelhead in two locations in the fall. Aish says the fish are usually hatched in the spring and then released in the fall. They use specialized trucks to transport the fish to the waters where they're released. The United Way of Southwest Michigan is now accepting nominations for its Volunteer Leadership Awards and Volunteer, volunteer Youth Scholarships. Each year, the organization recognizes outstanding volunteers of all ages in Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties. The Margaret B. Upton Volunteer Leadership Award is a Lifetime Achievement Award that will be given to one volunteer in Berrien County, while the Judge Susan Dobrik Lifetime Achievement Award will be given to a Cass County volunteer. One youth volunteer from each of the three counties will be awarded a $1,000 scholarship. The deadline for nominations and applications is January 27th. You can find more information on how to nominate someone at our website. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission is asking everyone to be mindful of how they use road salt to get rid of ice and snow this winter. Associate planner Chris Martin tells us it only takes one teaspoon of road salt to permanently pollute five gallons of water, and once in the water, there's no way to remove the chloride. At high concentrations, chloride can harm fish and plant life. You might think that just throwing salt down around your, your driveway or home, the salt just kind of stays there. But for a lot of people that might live in town where there's a storm drain, most of that salt after the application, if, if too much has been applied, they simply wash into the storm sewers. And most of those sanitary sewers directly flow into our lakes and streams and they're not treated at all. Therefore, Martin says, less is more when it comes to applying road salt and he advises using sand when possible. He notes the sand isn't as harmful and it will last longer than salt in terms of offering traction. Martin says you can also help by giving plows plenty of space so they can apply their road salt correctly and avoid using salt below 15 degrees when it doesn't work anyway. He advises everyone to check out letskeepitblue.org for water protection tips. And the Berrien County Board of Commissioners today noted the passing of a regular at its meetings. Speaking this morning, Chair Mac Elliott said Tony Benhart died on Monday. Benhart often addressed the board, usually with something to say about the road department. Elliott said he'll be missed. His absence is not only noted, but he certainly will be missed, whether you agreed with him or didn't agree with him. And you know, we may have disagreed from time to time, but certainly appreciate that he came to the meetings. And I'm guessing there are roads in heaven that are in need of repair, and he's making that known to someone right now. Ben Hart volunteered for the St. Joseph Township Fire Department for many years. He was employed at Southwest Michigan Regional Airport and is the superintendent of Crystal Springs Cemetery in Benton Harbor before retiring. He was 72 and was a friend of WSJM. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. Kevin McCarthy continues his quest to be elected House Speaker. ABC's Michelle Franzen reports as a tenth vote is now being taken. A ninth vote underway for House Speaker. 
But it appears Kevin McCarthy is on track again to lose. He's being blocked by 20 Republicans, along with Representative Victoria Sparks, who is voting present. Republicans are strong, independent people, and we'll have a deliberation and debate, but we need to reform this institution because it's not dictatorship of a speaker. There are some legitimate concerns that members have. Democrats are voting as a unified group for Hakeem Jeffries in each round. ABC's Mary Alice Park says that could change. I do think if this goes on and on, we're going to start to see more pressure on Democrats. There's a few things that could happen. One, you could have Democrat sort of a roll call start to slip. You could have some Democrats that don't make it to some of these votes. It's taking obviously all this time all, their, all, all day long. They want to get on with other things. And if that happens, that inadvertently could really help Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy, meantime, says he remains confident he can get to the 218 votes. Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin has shown what physicians treating him are calling remarkable improvement over the last 24 hours. The team announced that three days after Hamlin went into cardiac arrest and had to be resuscitated on the field. The Bills said that while Hamlin is still critically ill, the 24-year-old has demonstrated he appears to be neurologically intact. Hamlin's agent, Ronald Butler, told the Associated Press Hamlin was awake and has been able to grip the hands of family members at his hospital bedside. The developments come as the Bills were scheduled to return to practice for the first time since Hamlin collapsed when his heart stopped after making a tackle during the first quarter of Buffalo's game against the Bengals. Tomorrow marks two years since the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol when a mob of Trump supporters tried to derail the proceedings to certify the 2020 presidential election. The Biden administration plans to mark the day by thanking those who didn't let that plan come to fruition. More if maybe she's Karen Travers. The president will be marking the two-year anniversary of the January 6th attack at the Capitol by giving out those awards to several of those officers who are now really very familiar faces, household names, people like Harry Dunn, uh, Michael Fanome, but also some of the other election officials that we heard from during the committee hearings of the January 6th committee. Jocelyn Benson, uh, the Secretary of State from Michigan, Ruby Freeman, who is an election worker from Georgia, will also be honored. Authorities say the DNA of the man accused of killing four University of Idaho students was found in a knife sheath recovered at the crime scene. Court documents unsealed uh, today say cell phone data show 28-year-old Brian Koberger had visited the area near the home where the November 13th attack occurred about a dozen times since June. A woman who lived at the victim's home and who was not harmed awoke early that morning and heard crying before seeing a masked man in a black clothing walk past her and toward a sliding glass door, according to court documents. Koberger is charged with four counts of first-degree murder and a felony burglary. A 28-year-old made his first court appearance in Idaho today. Morph maybe sees Alex Stone. Murder in the first degree. Laying out the charges against him of murder and burglary, the judge advised Brian Koberger of the potential sentence of the death penalty. The maximum penalty for this offense, if you were to plead guilty or be found guilty, is death or imprisonment for life. Without showing any emotion, Koberger told the judge he understood the potential penalty. He sat in a jail uniform with prisoner written on the back, telling the court he understood his rights. He's due back in court in a week. Alex Stone, EBC News. President Joe Biden says the U.S. will immediately begin turning away Cubans, Haitians, and Nicaraguans who cross the border from Mexico illegally. It's his boldest move yet to confront spiraling arrivals of migrants since he took office two years ago. The new rules expand on an existing effort to stop Venezuelans attempting to enter the U.S., which led to a dramatic drop in Venezuelans coming to the U.S. border. Together, the changes represent a major revision to immigration rules that will stand even if the U.S. Supreme Court ends a Trump-era public health law that allows American authorities to turn away asylum seekers.
Mexican authorities today said they arrested the son of the drug lord known as El Chapo. More from Aaron Katursky. Ovidio Guzman became a top leader of the Sinaloa cartel after his father, Joaquin Guzman, was arrested and convicted in Brooklyn federal court. He's now serving a life sentence in the United States. Mexican armed forces captured Ovidio Guzman and transported him to Mexico City. In what appeared to be an attempt to stop that transport, alleged cartel members besieged parts of Sinaloa State, burning vehicles, even shooting at a passenger airplane. The U.S. believes Ovidio Guzman is a major trafficker of fentanyl and other drugs into the United States. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. The U.S. will send Ukraine nearly $3 billion in military aid in a massive new package that will, for the first time, include several dozen Bradley fighting vehicles. That's according to U.S. officials who spoke on condition of anonymity but because details of the package have not been publicly disclosed. The aid, totaling about $2.85 billion, is the largest in a series of package of military equipment the Pentagon has pulled from its stockpiles to send Ukraine so far in the war. Also today, Germany announced it was sending more armored personnel carriers to Ukraine. And a Tennessee teenager has been arrested in Oklahoma on charges of impersonating a police officer. ABC's Jim Ryan says it was a fairly convincing act. The sheriff in Oklahoma County is still at a loss. We don't know exactly what Jackson's intentions are. But when 19-year-old Jackson Jones was stopped for pulling over cars, Face the vehicle on. he was carrying handcuffs, a flashlight, and knives. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and take the vest off. And wearing a tactical vest with the word sheriff across the front. Tommy Johnson is the actual sheriff, and he warns citizens. Should anyone come in contact in this situation and you have any second thoughts, call 911. Jackson Jones was arrested on a charge of impersonating a peace officer. Jim Ryan, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.